Welcome to A Social Disease, a podcast for recapping and relating to Degrassi The Next Class. I'm your host, Jesse Mack. And I'm Carly Jo Gear, also a host. This show is not for kids, as we have frank discussions about sex, drugs, and violence. Listener discretion advised. Welcome back, everyone. Hey. So we're back. Uh, recording a little late this week, but I'll try to put it out on time, whatever on time actually means for us. <laughs> <laughs> it's never on the same day. <laughs> you know, we're doing a lot better than we once were. It's at least it's once a week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, anything interesting going on? I just went to an Airbnb with a friend, the same friend that I've been going to Airbnbs with, basically. Mm -hmm. So she rented an Airbnb for a gentleman friend who (laughs) ended up being a disappointment, like most gentleman friends want to do these days. So she rented this, basically, it was definitely geared towards couples. It was a tree house, literally in this guy's backyard. It was a tree house that had like, it had, well, it had a running water sink and stuff and like Mm -hmm. all the amenities had a little AC unit and like a little, little heater if it was cold and, Mm -hmm. you know, a refrigerator and all that. So, you know, it had all the amenities of a hotel room and a hot tub. That was really fucking cool. A hot tub in a tree house. Well, it wasn't (laughs) in the tree house. The hot tub was like, you had to go down the ladder. Okay. The the, uh, hot tub was just in the backyard. The only drawback was that because it was a tree house, it had like a... I think they call it a compostable toilet. So Uh. it was like on the outside of the treehouse. I mean, there was like a little tent Mm. around it, like as if you were camping. Yeah, that was the only not ideal part. There was a shower, like an outdoor shower if you did need to shower. But like, yeah, it was not plumbing. It was, uh, yeah, it was basically like a porta potty, a glorified porta potty. Very romantic. Yeah, I mean, that is outside. (laughs) Yeah, so, but anyways, there's like, you know, one queen size bed or whatever in the area and like me and her show up and he's like oh you know like I think he wasn't quite sure what to make of us Mm -hmm. you know he's like oh yeah I usually usually gear it towards couples and we were like yeah we know (laughs) we're just here to have a ladies night (laughs) so I mean it was really cool it was a very cute little tree house you had to be cool with the weird outdoor toilet thing but um it was really cool but so it was in someone's backyard. Yeah. Like, could they see you in the hot tub and stuff? No, okay, they so you had like privacy. Clo- you, yeah, okay. like he made sh- he was a really nice guy. He came out and he was he made sure to be like yeah and like you know once I go in the house like we close all the like you'll see we close everything up and everything mm-hmm. and the only time he came back out was uh, he like they he lit the torches for us like when it started to get dark ah. so he came out and did that for us but yeah I'm trying to like imagine like I'm spending a romantic night in the hot tub with my boyfriend and. <laughs> <laughs> this guy like lives there. I know, right? <laughs> no, I think, and I think his family lives there. He was talking about how when he built this treehouse, that like his kids were like, you know, ugh, whatever about it. Mm-hmm. Like, as I, th- I don't, I don't think they were initially intending to make it a Airbnb. Obviously, right. which is like a fucking cool treehouse. So he built it. And the kids were like, eh, whatever. But then, like, I guess all the neighborhood kids and, like, friends of the kids were like, that's so cool. And then <laughs> then his kids were like, oh, I guess it's cool. Like, whatever, you know. 
A treehouse would be sweet. Right? Yeah. And he was telling us a funny story about how, I guess, one of his kids was in high school. I think he was like a a football player or something. And these cheerleaders wanted to play a prank on him or something, you know, some high school stunt. Mm -hmm. And they thought he was in the treehouse. And so they like came and barged in when there were like guests in the treehouse. And apparently that was a big, whoa. But like that was the only time that something wild like that happened. But yeah, it was cool in the in the suburbs in Schaumburg, Illinois. The things you can find on Airbnb, I guess. <laughs> that sounds pretty fun. I'd love to stay in a treehouse. Well, Jesse, come out and visit me in Chicago again. We can rent it for a night. We have to share a bed, but it's a romantic experience. I don't know about the toilet, but... Yeah, I know. <laughs> Jen and I were even like, it, it, when it was like midnight or whatever, and we were, you know, getting it ready to hit the hay, and we're like 50 minutes outside of the city, and we were kind of like, do we just like go home so that like in the morning we wake up, we don't have to like poop in that porto <laughs> like, like, potty? Just hold it. No, we both, we, I think we both pooped in it. So we, you know, we did, we we gave it a whirl. It wasn't great, but we did what we had to do. Yeah. That's the only thing I don't like about like camping is when they don't have like a real toilet. Yeah. A lot of the times I go, like if I go camping, I go to like campgrounds and they Mm -hmm. do have real toilets, but like if you're going real camping. Yeah. uh -uh. (laughs) I've now, well, I haven't experienced both all the way because one of the places I went camping, they had like essentially like yeah glorified outhouse but didn't it was actually like it wasn't small it was like a larger bathroom but like Mm -hmm. you know you opened it up and you were like this is just a hole in the ground with you know a toilet (laughs) on top but yeah so but not ideal but because they did like everyone did their part to like keep the toilet seat down like it didn't smell super bad or anything but it was like you know when it when it was night and you went in there and you had like your flashlight light on you were like no I like I made the mistake I was like oh no I looked down the I looked down the hole. Uh. No. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, that's not very appetizing. Well. Hey, what are you up to? <laughs> we're socializing our cats finally. Mm-hmm. Little kids big enough that we're like, all right, worst case scenario, like. You gotta fight. She can at least hold her own. Like, mm-hmm. they didn't fight. We have them, like, we opened up the gates because we had been having her in the living room with the gates over the opening to the dining room. Mm-hmm. And our older cat would always like come up to the gate and just hiss and be pissed off yeah. while the little kitten just runs around. But we finally got rid of the gate, opened the doors, and we're allowing her to roam and we're allowing them to like interact. But the majority of the, well, if little sweetness is downstairs, she hisses like crazy. <laughs> she hates the kitten. Aww. Like, like they're fine sometimes, but then she'll get into hissing mode. Mm-hmm. And like the kitten will like approach her and approach her and approach her. And then she hisses like back off. But then Sweetest will run up to her and start hissing. And I'm yep. like, leave each other alone. Yeah, right. But like they she's getting can't. like more adventurous. She's going up the stairs. But then Sweetness will sit at the bottom of the stairs and hiss. And then she doesn't oh want to come down. And like, I don't know. It's, it's kind of a mess. But like whenever they're not interacting, like, you know, she'll explore. She'll sit with us or whatever. But it's like it's long overdue for us to be doing that. Mm-hmm. And the other night, they both sat on the couch mm-hmm. at the same time sweetness kept hissing of course well she was like grumbling she's like yeah (laughs) (laughs) but 
But like didn't, you know, she's like swung on her a couple times Mm -hmm. and she like ran after her once but was like, no, and she stopped. But like she hasn't attacked her. Oh (laughs) my God. (sighs) We're hoping it all settle down and be a lot less growling soon. Like we really just want them to be able to both roam but yeah it'll take some time we don't we have her down there for like a couple hours a night imagine if people acted like this where like you got <laughs> like a new roommate and one roommate was just like <laughs> like anytime they were in the same room right because that's what you're like why can't you just fucking deal right like get over it it's been months. right can be mature <laughs> like come on just fucking coexist it's right. not a big deal like those bumpers Tickers coexist, bitch. <laughs> I need one with like a bunch of cat symbols, like <laughs> symbol. <fish and laughs> yeah, right. Cat treats, catnip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so right. yeah, that's been like the big. Uh, that's a thing that's happening. Mm-hmm. Nothing, nothing exciting. Like I'm shifting my meds again. Woo! <sighs> it's kind of they're helping, definitely. To a degree, like not a ton, but like to a degree. Okay. Like I'm getting to sleep pretty fast and earlier than I used to be, which is like good, but I'm having like restless dreams, Mm -hmm. like these like almost trance-like dreams where like, I used to have them a lot when I worked at like stores and stuff. I would have a dream where I'm just like running the cash register like just Mm -hmm. throughout the dream and it's like stressful and yeah yeah and like never ending type of thing yeah and i like wake Mm -hmm. up kind of like was i even like asleep or was that a half sleep half wake like yeah it feels like i was partially awake but i don't know for sure I used to have like dream when I was a server, I would have dreams that I would come out of the kitchen Mm -hmm. and like the entire restaurant would be filled and it'd be like, Carly, these are all your tables. And you're like, what do you mean they're all my tables? (laughs) But so, but it hasn't been about a stressful subject. It's been about Animal Crossing. (laughs) Oh my God. God. I'm dreaming things like that. I'm. You're having stress dreams about Animal Crossing? Yeah. What the fuck? Because it's not that Animal Crossing is stressful at all. It's the action I'm doing. It's like I'm putting down paths, uh-huh. but I'm putting them down in the wrong spot over and over and over again. <laughs> oh my God. This is so fucking stupid. <laughs> or, like, or like I'm digging holes. Like Listen, I don't, I'm not trying to <laughs> undercut your experiences, but Jesse, <laughs> are you fucking kidding me right now? <laughs> I mean, it's really just like the, it's annoying, but also it's the fact that like, I'm not sure if I was fully asleep. Mm, yeah. That's yeah. like the issue. Yeah. And then the other part is that I like wake up a couple times throughout the night, which is like, I just want to sleep through the night, but right. I've gone to bed early. I've woken up somewhat earlier. So yeah. I mean, I'd like to say, I don't think it's possible for me to have stress dreams about playing Candy Crush because <laughs> Candy Crush's whole thing is like when you open it, the app, like right before you hit play above it, it's like, relax, enjoy. <laughs> <You're> like <laughs> The whole point of Animal Crossing is to relax and you'd yeah, be just, surprised. Just fucking chill. <laughs> just chill, bitch. Yeah, I mean, it's really like, oh, I'm putting a path down. That's not where I wanted to put it. Mm. Try to put it down again. That's not where I wanted to put it. Well, this the man that I've been seeing, <laughs> he's in the other room. But oh yeah, he brought over a switch. 
I don't think he has Sweet. Animal Crossing though, but he needs to get on that level. Yeah, he he's he likes other kinds of games, but yeah. like maybe, maybe maybe I could buy Animal Crossing and try mm. it and see what all the hubbub's about. Yeah, you can visit my island. Oh, <laughs> then we all of a sudden have an Animal Crossing podcast. <laughs> Sweet. I don't know what weather would be to talk about. Like this week. <laughs> I got Lolly on my island. Cool. <laughs> I, I finally know what dreamies are. Wow. <laughs> like, there wouldn't be much to talk about. Not too much. Like, I designed Camo Frog's house today. <laughs> Listen, don't put it past us. We can, we can talk a whole lot about nothing. You know, that reminds me of when I found a frog years ago. <laughs> Boring. And there's not much Animal Crossing news out there. It's like an update once a month. Oh, so. okay. But uh, what was I going to say? The other thing I did was I went to my mom's for her birthday. Oh, yeah. And I got to see my nephew, and we played Animal Crossing together. Oh, that's <laughs> cute. Yeah, my nephews don't play Animal Crossing yet. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised because Beth does. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't know what, like I said, obviously I don't play it, so I don't know if Marshall would get the concept if he's old enough or not, but mm-hmm. they're still really into, because Bethany gave them like the kid messenger mm-hmm. on Facebook, so yeah. now that, now on their own iPads, yeah. they can call me whenever the fuck they want, and let me tell <laughs> oh, you, they no. do. Oh, oh no. do they? Like, <laughs> and every now and again, that's like, I'll get a call, and I'm like, I'm at work or something, and I can't, that's so why I like decline, mm-hmm. and then they keep calling and calling oh, and no. calling, and I'm like... I'm like, I, I love you, nephews, but like, you, this has to stop. Please. <laughs> it has to stop. Beth has to be like, listen, call her once. If she doesn't answer, she'll call you back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, because I mean, because Carter used to get upset mm-hmm. because he want to call me, you know, at 7 a.m. New England time, mm-hmm. 6 a.m., you know, oh, Chicago God. time. And Bethany would be like, no, we can't. It's too early. Auntie's asleep. And then he'd be very upset. So <laughs> I feel like it's really only a matter of time until I get a fucking 6 a.m. wake up oh, call. Geez. Being like, hi, Auntie. I'm be like, oh, I love you, Carter. But like, what the fuck? <laughs> anyway, well, shall we? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I've run out of things that have happened. <laughs> what are we talking about today? We're talking about season four, episode four, hashtag roll up to the club like. Mm. I, I I don't know. Yeah. They this is I wrote at the end. There are no clubs. There is no rolling. No. What are we talking about? I don't know. I could not uh, relate it to a single part of this episode. Yeah, I I don't know. I know. Well, yeah, I don't know. No clue. By the end, I was like, I looked at the name and I'm like, <laughs> what? Pissed off. I'm like that. That doesn't make any what sense. What the fuck, Degrassi? Whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got nothing. Like they didn't, like they went to a restaurant. True. It's not a club. Nope. <laughs> um, maybe Tristan's hospital room is nicknamed the club. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Brussels is the club and the terrorist rolled up. I don't know. <laughs> I got Jesus. nothing. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Grace is giving a presentation about Prospero, the conjurer and sorcerer, while wearing a robe and wizard hat a la Blood Ninja. (laughs) You know what Blood Ninja is? I don't, but I'm also confused because I was in The Tempest and I don't think we had Prospero in any kind of outfit like that. But anyways. The second I saw her, I thought of this old meme that it was this chat it was it's really old let's see it's back from 2002 it was a chat between blood ninja and britney spears 14 Mm. and 
they start to sext, Uh-oh. and suddenly he goes, I put on my robe and wizard hat. That's <laughs> what you were talking about. Okay, I did see your, I yeah. saw your meme, and I was like, I don't understand that, but I'm sure it's funny. Yeah, I was just like, someone out there has to get this. <laughs> someone. But yeah, it's it's hilarious. Look up, I, I put on my robe and wizard hat. Oh, I will. <laughs> It gets it gets real wild, <laughs> but yeah, it was a very popular meme back in the day. Oh, um, yeah, in early internet times. <laughs> so, anyways, her phone buzzes. Mister Mitchell scolds her for using her phone in class, but she has to take this. I would think she would have told him. He would he, know. Like, yes, this should be an all teachers should know. Grace is waiting on some lungs. Right. She might get a call in class. Yeah, and I mean, he knows every goddamn thing about Miles's life. Do you think he doesn't know that Grace is getting a lung transplant? Do you think that Mr. Mitchell wants to bone Miles? Could be. Is that because, like, he really is up his butt? <laughs> you know? Anyways. We don't know. We don't know what he's into. Nobody knows shit about Grace and her fucking, you know. She's wearing a goddamn oxygen, oxygen mask. I know. Tank. I know. I was like, I couldn't think of either. I was like, uh, breathing machine. That's what I called it when I was a kid. <laughs> But so yeah, he asks, is it more important than the Tempest? Um, yes. Yeah. Way more important. <laughs> She's getting new lungs. <laughs> uh, the doy. <laughs> Grace lays in a gown and hospital hat as she, her mom, and Jonah wait for the doctor. <laughs> it's been a while and Grace is impatient. She's anxious to get it over with, but Jonah reassures her that she's in excellent hands. She's being rebuilt. <laughs> She's afraid to die before she's done anything in life. Jonah asks what she wants to do. She says, I don't know, fly a helicopter, see Cannibal Corpse live. Is Cannibal Corpse? Go fishing? Still together? I have no clue. I guess I do. I'm not in the metal scene, but I remember <laughs> my high school boyfriend liked Cannibal Corpse. So like, I just yeah. assume that like all bands he liked were just from the 80s and they are all like happy. I mean, they're really old. Yeah. yeah. Like, I have no clue. I mean, a lot of old bands are if they if they did break up, have gotten back together for like twentieth anniversary tours. Well, I guess they're probably way older than twentieth anniversary. See. Cannibal Corpse. They're not on tour right now. I'll tell you that much. I'll tell you that much. No one's on tour <laughs> right now. Apparently, as of right now, they're supposed to play in New Haven, Connecticut, on November twenty first. Well, I'm going. Worth COVID. Cannibal Corpse <laughs> formed in nineteen eighty eight. So. But apparently they are still doing things. All right. That's okay. Okay, Grace. So she just has to Go in. travel to New Haven. <laughs> well, and she really can't because she needs to wait on her lungs, but okay. <laughs> so yeah, she wants to mm, go fishing. Her mom comes back from checking with the doctor and it turns out the lungs didn't survive the trip. But there's always a next time. And I'm like, damn, it was like bad enough when I kept getting all psyched up to get my COVID test. Imagine getting psyched up to get a lung transplant where you could die over and over and over. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of wonder if that happens a lot with them. Um, I don't really know how it works, mm. but if that happens a lot with body parts. Yeah. If they don't. If they don't make it. I mean, it definitely happens. How much? Who knows? Like, I I feel like this might have, though, been her first opportunity. So. I'm pretty sure it was. 
So yeah, hopefully it doesn't happen to her again. Yeah, right. Jesus. But so Jonah looks on the bright side. Now they can check some things off her bucket list. All right. Because there'll be a new, there'll be new lungs tomorrow. They, yeah, just, exactly. they just pop up. You have at least one more day. Like, I feel like lungs are not that common, especially because like your blood type and all that. Like, don't they have to match your body somehow? I, yeah. I'm pretty sure they have to match your body your blood type yeah i don't know because like I'm, i mean i am an organ donor but i don't really know how it works because also what's like do you think that when the lungs come in they have to come in alive in a person no that they're like but this person's gonna die no, no they just like they just like flop them in a cooler and they're like at least that's what they do in movies <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i don't know <laughs> I feel like you, when you get a transplant, like, it's not like it's coming from down the street. Right. It's like being flown in from somewhere. And they aren't going to fly a whole body in. Right. Especially if it's like, well, the heart's going here, the lungs mm-hmm. are going here. It's. I'm pretty sure they just put it in a cooler, which is wild. <laughs> Label. <laughs> no drinks. <laughs> Someone takes the wrong one, brings it to the barbecue. (laughs) Oh, this is embarrassing. (laughs) These aren't my steaks. We should have took some time to think about what would be on our bucket list. Oh. But I thought about that like 15 minutes before we were going to record. I'm like, well, fuck. I don't know. Well, I mean, I think, yeah, my bucket list is just kind of like I want to travel more. Yeah. You know, I think that's like basically it. We never went anywhere when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. And I just want to, I just, there's more places I want to travel. And America just keeps fucking COVID up so much that I'm like, God, no other country (laughs) is going to let America in for so long and i'm like i just want to go places Mm -hmm. honestly i don't even know (laughs) i know i mean like well okay i think what what, buying a house would be on would have been on my bucket list but i'm gonna cross that off i mean i think ideally i'd like to get married mostly because i just really fucking love weddings and i want a Mm -hmm. wedding so yeah like i don't want to get married or have kids so that's not on there so snooze fest like (laughs) i mean i would like to like leave the country farther than canada right that would be nice you're just a small town girl, Jesse. Yeah, I have. I'm not very exciting, I guess. <laughs> I guess not. I mean, I've seen. I've seen a lot of my favorite bands live, so yeah. I mean, I'm gonna cross Cannibal Corpse off my list in November, so well, yeah, again, they're pretty close to you, you know. It's <laughs> New Haven, Connecticut. Like, I have no desire to do like skydiving or anything. Like, fuck right. no, all set with that. I can't. I'm, I think mine's mostly travel related. Like, I wouldn't mind take like going on a boat. Like, I do want to go on a cruise, but Ooh. also it'd be nice to go on like one of those smaller boats that you like go on with a couple mm. people and you go to like. Around like that, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, that's it. You could probably find a group on for something like that. Yeah. You know, in your area and then in the near future. But uh, yeah, I think I like low-key want to get married on a boat. I love boats. Mm. I love being out to sea. So I don't know. I made that decision in high school when we had our senior semi on a boat. And mm. I was like, I want to get married on a boat. But I don't know if that was more contingent towards like looking at my high school boyfriend like, we're going to do this, right? <laughs> like right now. <laughs> and he, and he was probably like, I'm terrified. I don't want to marry you. Uh, you're like, is there a priest on the boat? Excuse me, are any of our <laughs> fellow seniors of 2007 isn't an ordained minister? <laughs> Anyone? I always wanted to start a band, but that's never going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm way too, way too nervous about that. I don't know, Jesse. Hand me a tambourine and I'm all inclusive. <laughs> 
So yeah, I mean, I have performed with a band, sang on stage Mm -hmm. with my friend who's a rapper named Astronautilus. He had like a female part in his like single that he put out. So Mm -hmm. he like let me come up on stage and sing that part. That was pretty sweet. So I crossed that off my bucket list. And he's really talented. So like it was a good one. It wasn't like... You know, some shitty band. Mm-hmm. It was like a real artist. Some shitty <laughs> band that... from shit, <laughs> from shit, shit capital Bill. of the shit. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I, I've crossed a couple of them off already. All right. so I'll have to think about it. We'll come back next week with a real bucket list, if we remember. <laughs> <laughs> wait, yeah, I can't wait to start recording next week. We're both like, oh, fuck. Okay, uh, well, uh... <laughs> Uh, I guess still travel. Um. <laughs> so Winston and Goldie enter class as he tells her all about the profiterole. Is that what he said? Profiterole? Yeah. Okay. The profiterole tree that they get to test to see if they want one for the upcoming prom. And I guess that's just a bunch of cream puffs stacked on each other in the shape of a pine tree. What? <laughs> That's what a profiterole is, and then it's then a when profiterole you it. tree. Yeah, I Google it. Oh, okay. I I always thought of profiteroles as just like either like petty fours, yeah, yeah like any kind of different. like mini. I guess I think of like any kind of mini little baby dessert that yeah. you would have at like afternoon tea. Well, Google just showed a pile of cream puffs stacked, like kind of gross looking in the shape of a tree so I was like, okay right. my first thought was actually when pro i heard profiterol was prophylactic and that is not <laughs> the same as a profiterol so <laughs> but goldie loves them and i was like what even what even are those you love them is it like super big in canada <laughs> listen i love petty fours i would say that <laughs> But they also have a chance to have a five-course dessert tasting at a molecular gastronomy place. Like, this is how freaking obscure are they? I had to rewind uh, so many times because they were so obscure. I was like, "What did they just say? What?" Yeah, they're just trying to like outloser <laughs> each other. I don't know. I this would never happen. Mm-hmm. They would not do a fucking dessert tasting for a prom, right? For like high schoolers. I'm like, <laughs> um, I don't know. Listen, I think this sounds a little far fetched. Degrassi has that infinite budget. So that's true. I know. The, I was like, the place what is, is like happening? they'll go hard. Let's give them a five course tasting. Right. <laughs> I know. I thought we were like fucking balling. I think I'm pretty sure we had a chocolate fountain, mm. and I was like, this is fucking great. <laughs> we aren't gonna have chocolate fountains for a long time. Oh man, <laughs> you're right. I don't oh. know if I've ever had a chocolate fountain. No? Do you remember? Oh, gross! On um, Vanderpump Rules, Stassi's birthday, the ranch fountain. Yes. Oh my fucking god, that is so yeah. gross. Sounds about right. <laughs> like what the hell? Oh man, I didn't think about the fact that COVID brings probably the death of the chocolate fountain. Oh. <laughs> oh no. Maybe they'll just have like chocolate slop buckets where they just give you your own. <laughs> like here's a cup of chocolate, you fat pig. Go dip your shit in your own chair. We need to start a campaign like, all right, people, start taking COVID seriously so we can bring back the chocolate fountain. I mean, I think these are real, like, you know, hard hitting issues (laughs) in America. So I'm glad we're I'm glad we're drawing light on it. I think we're not talking about it enough. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Nobody's talking about this. (laughs) COVID is a hoax to get rid of. 
chocolate fountains. Oh, man. I just don't want me to have my perfect wedding. I want everything served in a fountain at my wedding. <laughs> Gravy fountain, ranch fountain, mm. fondue fountain, chocolate fountain, <laughs> soup fountain. They make like champagne fountains, right? Like, yeah, it Literally. It's just going to be like fucking fountains. Everyone's going to be like, is there anything not liquid? No. No. There, besides the things you're dipping in the liquid. Right. But I'm going to have like a, a tomato soup fountain mm. where it's like a there's a grilled cheese. This sounds fucking mm. great. Are we writing this down? I mean. Are we recording? <laughs> and you can have like a marinara sauce for some. Whoa. For some. Uh, Jesse. Now. Mozzarella sticks. Now we. Oh. Oh. Okay. Not, yes. Also a pasta bar where we have an Alfredo fountain. You got Jesse. This is excellent. Let, I'm glad we were working on my bucket list of planning my wedding along with bringing back the fountain foods that we so desire. Okay. So Winston has never felt so special. He asks if Goldie wants to go with him for the tasting tonight, but she turns him down. Rasha questions why, and Goldie explains that she can't date a guy unless she wants to marry him. But I'm like, how do you know you want to marry someone if you can't go out on dates with them? So, okay, so here's the interesting thing. So I did, because she said, she mentioned haram, which I Googled, which means forbidden by Islamic law. Mm -hmm. But like, what this kind of reminded me of was I dated one guy who was from India, and he'd been in America for maybe like two years, I think. Mm. And... It was really interesting because I would ask him stuff about – because he actually wasn't Muslim. He was uh, Catholic. Mm -hmm. But like still like the, the whole culture – and I talked to him. I was like, do you – I'm like, is there dating mm -hmm. in India? And he was like, no, unless like you're going to get married. Right. Like – there's no casual dating scene. Like, I was like, did you even have, did you have a crush on a girl? And he was like, no, like, it's not, what? like, it's like not allowed. So like, no, essentially, you know oh what I mean? God, I would be cast out of that society so fast. I know. I was so <laughs> fascinated because I was just like, how do you, I, I guess I wouldn't think of it as something that you can just like turn off, that you mm -hmm. can just like not have not have those like budding romantic feelings for somebody like mm -hmm. going through high school or, or middle school or whatever you know when those right when those hormones start to kick in and stuff so i just found that very interesting that yeah there's like there's it's no casual dating it's like if you're gonna date somebody it's like with the intention to marry them so yeah so suffice it to say that's i think his <sighs> couldn't be me i think his goal <laughs> when he came to america was uh was like all right Let's let's bang a bunch of white women and just get it out of my system. Because I remember asking, I was like, I was like, is like the rumor that like white women are slutty? And he was like, oh, I wouldn't use the word slutty. Um, promiscuous. I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, we're all a bunch of hoes. Okay. Gotcha. Come to America. Get yourself a white gal. We open our legs on the first date. Yeah, he was very calculated. He actually said, because he didn't sleep with me on the first date, and he slept with me on the second date. Oh, he's like, I've noticed that if you sleep with them on the first date, then they don't you don't see them again. And I was like, so you waited until the second date? And he was like, yes, it works better. I was like, this is wild. It yeah. works better. Yeah, I don't know. He was a very, he was a really, I mean, like, I, I enjoyed his company and stuff, but it got to a point where we dated for several months. And then basically I was asking him questions about, like, I was like, I was like, okay, so you're, I'm like, your brother's married. And he was like, yes. And I was like, I was like, do you think that your brother is married because he like found the love of his life? Mm -hmm. Or do you think he married his wife because he was like, well, I can stand her for the rest of my life. And he was like, probably the latter. Oh, and so my. like, as we continued to date, I was like, 
you don't have, like, you're never going to be in love with me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, you enjoy my presence and I'm not annoying to you and that's enough. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I was yeah. like, I can't, I'm like, I can't do this. You're never right. going to like, and the funny thing was, I think he felt like he was like, I don't understand. I've done everything correctly. I'm like, yes, on paper, yeah. you've done everything correctly. You've done absolutely everything correctly. But right. like, I don't know. I think you've just been... Like, the way that you were raised in your own culture, like, mm-hmm. this is not, a, like, a love transaction. Like, you, you know what I mean? Right. And so it was like, I just, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I couldn't do it. Like, I mean, I don't even want to get married. But, like, if I was to get married, just like, oh, well, you know, you're tolerable. Like, no. That sounds, I'd rather be alone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was really interesting because I just didn't. I was so fascinated by being like, I'm like, wait, so you never had a crush on anybody? And he was like, no. And I'm like, that's fucking weird. Yeah. Like, I mean, I guess, I, mean, I shouldn't say it's weird, but like, it's just so different from what we're used to. Right. You know, so, so yeah, anyways, I guess it's, it, when I started to think back on that experience, I'm like, okay, so like, has Goldie just tried very hard to turn these, any kind of feelings like these off mm-hmm. so that she's just not thinking about them because it is forbidden. <laughs> Rasha offers to come along with Zoe so she wouldn't be alone, but Goldie thinks it's inappropriate since she's not trying to marry him. Rasha is like, but is it impossible though? Mm-hmm. Goldie guesses not. Like, eh, I could maybe marry him someday. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's a thing. Like, I just think it's so interesting. Like, how would you spin that to a high school boy? Right. Like, so we can go out, but... It's under the impression that I'm agreeing that I could potentially marry you one day. Right. Like, what? I don't I think Winston might actually be like down with that. Like, you'd marry me? Oh, my God. I know. Oh, Winston. Oh, more sweet Winston. <laughs> but so Goldie decides she'll do it for prom. She asks if Winston can make the reservation for four, and he tells her he'd do anything for her. She totally blushes. And it's like, oh, yeah, no problem. Restaurants that are already giving us a bunch of shit for free will totally just give us two more things for, like, yeah, that's fine. I was wondering that, like, are they paying for this or are they getting it for free? Because I don't think you could just spring two more people on them. No, that's what I'm saying. I assume it's like a cake tasting for a wedding where it's like, I guess, because I think how, I'm not not married. I think how cake tastings work is that, like, basically you go to a, like, you know, a bakery Mm -hmm. and it's like the impression or what, I don't know, I don't know if you do some sort of deposit, but it's basically like with the intention that you're like, I'm going to use this bakery. Mm -hmm. So like where you're, yes, you're giving us samples of all these cakes because we are going to use you. Mm -hmm. Like we, like, I think there's a deposit or something, you know what I mean? Right. I wish they tasted these things like they do in The Wedding Singer. <laughs> they each feed each other uh, the piece of cake. Oh my God, right. And there's the lady at the end, she's like disgusting. And he's like, eh, okay, I'll <laughs> she's feed like, this feed to me. You. <laughs> oh, I haven't watched that movie in a long time. Oh my God, I love that movie. Maya walks down the hall listening to her headphones when Tristan purposely bumps into her. He asks her about SoCal art. She got in. But she explains that she has complete creative block. Tristan insists that she's just rusty and she'll get it back. Did you notice that Tristan was like, I talked to your sister and she said you got into SoCal art. Why why is Tristan talking to Katie? Right. (laughs) Anyways, I don't know. I mean, maybe they're like decided to keep in touch on the basis to like keep 
tabs on Maya. Maybe that. Okay, that would make more sense. Yeah. But of all people, Tristan, like he's got enough on his plate. I know. know, Right. And they weren't like, they were friends (laughs) like Mm -hmm. when they were younger, but like they haven't really hung out in a while. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like of all the people you're going to reach out to, hey, Tristan, (laughs) you don't have a lot going on, dude. You're just like learning how to walk again. Um, Would you mind just keeping an eye on Maya? Thanks. For the one class a day you have, will you keep an eye on Maya? Just check, just check in. Just maybe, you know, if you could skip that one class and just maybe follow <laughs> her around and just right. see what she's up to, that'd be great. Thank you. Maya goes to her locker where she finds Yael and Baz waiting for her. They are like hanging out a lot lately for some reason. Yeah, again, all these eh, plot holes. They try to convince her to write a theme song for the vlog channel. She tells them she's not up for it, and Baz loudly whispers, I told you she was too mentally fragile. <laughs> Fucking A, Baz. <laughs> what she should have said was like, You trolled Fuck me. Fuck you guys. <laughs> Remember that time that you trolled me and doxed me and swatted me and I threatened to rape my mom? Yeah, I remember. So I don't really buy this all-inclusive thing. Like, you guys are monsters. Right? Um, Yeah, like, seriously, Baz? Like, you you just said that to her face, slightly quieter. (laughs) Like, what are you doing? (laughs) I told you she was still too mentally fragile. I heard that. (laughs) I'm surprised he was like, she's probably on her period. You know what I mean? (laughs) Wow. So Tristan volunteers her anyways, and Yael accepts. Tristan tells her to seize the day. Okay. (laughs) Tristan's like, as her manager, she accepts. Right. (laughs) I can't believe Coma Boy is the one uplifting Maya. Like, he's like, I understand you've been through a lot. I got you. Jonah explains what happened with the lung transplant to Esme and Zig. He asked them what they would do if they had only one day to live. Wait, wait, wait. So she get called in to the lung transplant. And went back and to school. And then went right back to school. Like, it, yes. it wasn't like, a, hey, let's just get McDonald's and call it. Like, right. you brought them back to school. Okay, cool. This one, <laughs> Seriously. This was a really quick turnaround. <laughs> this was, was it first period you got the call for the lungs right. second period you're in there yeah you know okay third period you're getting checked out fourth period back in school <laughs> jesus esme is quick to answer that she'd spend it with zig and he would too while climbing mount everest <laughs> he wants to literally be on top of the world Esme seems to think climbing Mount Everest and being with her are comparable experiences. Yep. <laughs> yeah, but you could die either way. So True. I think that, yeah. So either way, it's a slippery slope. Hey. <laughs> Zig reads off Grace's list, which includes things like having a pillow fight and meeting a platypus. Grace defends it. Platypuses are sweet. They're basically aliens. Jonah thinks she should go all the way to Seattle to see Kurt Cobain's memorial, which sounds awful. Cool. <laughs> I'd like to spend my last day going to someone's memorial. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, Jonah. Grace can't do it anyways because she needs to be nearby in case some new lungs come through. Her options are pretty limited given her condition. Esme goes on to suggest that her and Jonah do it. Hey. She needs to have an orgasm before she dies. Grace adds it to the list with an underline and exclamation point. The only one. The <laughs> right. only one that gets underline and exclamation pointed. <laughs> this is the one she really wants. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't, I definitely don't necessarily agree with how uh, Esme went about declaring this, mm-hmm. but like, 
I do agree that like if you know she's at a good age, like that'd be like, hey, mm-hmm. I feel like an orgasm is an important thing to experience before you die. Yeah, you know, I'd want to. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, even if it wasn't <laughs> from sex, like he, you know what I mean? Like, hopefully Jonah can figure. It, you know what I mean? Like, you don't have to yeah. lose your virginity to have an orgasm, but I feel like that's an important enough thing that you would want to have before you died. You probably even wouldn't when you lost your virginity. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, it would be better <laughs> if he did something else to yeah. achieve said goal. But like, I, I support the cause that I think mm-hmm. that she she should before mm-hmm. she dies. And I mean, even before the lung transplant, like, yeah. Yeah. Go on, girl. Well, you know what I wondered? Because there is like like later in the episode, I don't know if you noticed, but like when they're talking about like, have you done anything? And Grace was like, yeah, some things. And she kind of like looks at Zoe and I'm like, yeah. Oh, is that what she was talking about? It looked like it. Oh. To me, that's what it looked like. There was a little bit of an eye exchange of yeah. like some things. And then Zoe was like, well, when it's when somebody you love, like, you know what I mean? Like, she, like, she spins it. Right. And I was like, oh, I they're covering up, up the, the fact because yeah. they're in front of Rasha. But I'm like, did Zoe go down on Grace? Mm. What do we think happened? But either way, she didn't orgasm. So what the fuck, Zoe? <laughs> you didn't do your job, Zoe. You could have taken care of this on the bucket list for Grace, but you fucked up. So <laughs> right? that's what we know. Like, Zoe sucks in bed. Sorry, Rasha. <laughs> It was her first time. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. I guess. All right. She I'll didn't know what the hell pass. she's doing. True. Jonah snaps a pic of the list. We are doing something on this list tonight. <gasps> oh, oh, shit. Oh, no. Did you, did you hear that wop? <laughs> Goldie, Winston, Rasha, and Zoe are all sat down at a restaurant as the server brings out some smoky ice cream. Ooh. Goldie is very impressed. And it's halal, too. Okay. Rasha's like, ooh. Okay. I Googled what halal meant. Yeah. Because I too was curious. I was like, I'm going to make sure I know what all these words are. Um, Being like food being halal, it has to do with how the animals were slaughtered. Oh. So like, yeah, it's like a more, it's like the, the animals have to be slaughtered. And I'm like, well, how? This <laughs> ice cream yes. place. Like- They're eating desserts. I don't think any of these desserts wouldn't be halal because being halal <laughs> has to do with how they slaughter animals. Right. So like, does it also have something to do with the way like cows are milked? Or is it just the way they're slaughtered? I don't think so because it would. It talked about. It, yeah, I didn't write down the details because it kind of grossed me out. But it had to do mm. with like you have to like drain all the blood. Like I don't know. It had Oof. something to do with like how the blood was drained. Yeah, and I was like, Ugh. I don't want to write that down because I'm disgusted by it thinking <laughs> about it. But I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure most desserts would be because I don't. Because I don't think it has anything to do with like veganism or anything where like you're yeah. inhumanely treating the animal or whatever. I don't know. But I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure all the desserts would be halal. <laughs> but anyways, well, thanks for checking, uh, Winston. That's that's still sweet. <laughs> that's going to be so hard though, like in a country that isn't Muslim to find that. Like, Yeah, I would think that you'd have to like, maybe you would only eat at certain restaurants that like. Yeah, like. Could she have, would she have to like bring her own lunch and. Yeah, I would. Yeah, probably. I mean, I think that happens with families that eat kosher and stuff too. Mm -hmm. Like I've I've babysat for families who ate kosher and it was interesting because they had two, they had two separate sets of silverware. They'd Mm -hmm. be like, this side is like, if you're going to eat meat, you eat with this, this side and that this, you're going to eat cheese, you eat with these utensils or whatever. Also, there's a restaurant here that's a chain called Halal Guys. And I'm like, we go for some Halal Guys. They have pretty good food. (laughs) It's kind of like the the 
Chipotle of like chicken shawarma. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I want that one, put that on top and that on top. Right. Um, but they're the halal guys. Winston explains how they could serve it from a cauldron to match their fairy tale theme, and Goldie is in. And they're gonna convince the servers to dress as witches. Yeah. To go with a fairy tale theme because again they're giving them free food, and they're gonna get two servers that are totally willing to dress as witches. Unlimited budget. Okay. Yeah. They're gonna mm-hmm. pay them. Well, yep. All right. (laughs) Excellent. Great. So Zoe doesn't really love it. And she gets a text just in the nick of time to ditch them so she can give Grace some advice. She hates it here. (laughs) I think it was kind of like jerky of Rasha to dip like Rasha should have just stayed. Yeah, my thoughts exactly. I was like, wait, Maybe Rasha drove her. Yeah, I, don't know. I was just like, why does Rasha have to leave too? Zoe's supposed to have a car. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Why would. Yeah, that was Rasha confusing. wouldn't have a car. Right. Oh, yeah. How would she get one? She's like just barely got there. Doesn't have a job. Like, I guess Zoe must have dro- driven them. Right. I assume that's how they got there. Zoe must have driven them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, either way, Rasha shouldn't. I don't think Rasha should have gone. That yeah. text was to Zoe. Mm-hmm. Zoe could have gone and talked to Grace. Rasha, stick your ass with Goldie because you know she's very, very concerned about what it says in the Quran about whether she should be next to a boy or not by herself. Right. Come on, Rasha. <laughs> Take that hijab off. And all of a sudden she forgets her fucking where she came from. Rasha. <laughs> Goldie thinks it over and decides to stay, even though she's not supposed to be alone with a boy. Mm. It'd be a shame to let all this pink foam go to waste. Listen, I, you know what I mean? (laughs) If it it came down to me, like, disobeying my religion that I really cared about and, like, eating desserts, I'd probably, I'd want to finish the free desserts. (laughs) So, men aside... Well, Rasha is like, get it, girl, and leaves with Zoe. (laughs) Goldie and Winston flirtily figure out how to eat this weird-ass dessert. Maya unenthusiastically sings a really bad song for the nerd squad who aren't impressed. Vijay tries to let her down gently. It was perfect first attempt. These bitches. Right? These ungrateful bitches. They were pretty rude they about were it. They were so like, okay. rude about it. <laughs> and you just like, tried to kill yourself, but like, you really <laughs> suck at this. Like, is this what you want to do? Because like, it wasn't great. It was pretty bad. Maya asks them what they're looking for, and they give her a bunch of contradictory notes. Mm. More serious, but lighter. More professional, but kind of improvisational. Broad enough to speak to everyone, but specific enough to brand their channel. Maya writes it down frantically, like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, they're a fucking mess. I hope she's getting paid for this. You know she's not. <laughs> They're so demanding and she's not getting paid. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I feel like this is like a very good representation of working in creative fields. Right. Like you get some business guy who wants an ad mm-hmm. and he, everything he says to you makes no fucking sense. And you have to somehow interpret this totally bizarre mm-hmm. concept that often yeah. contradicts itself. Yeah. In terms that you're like, what are you, what? <laughs> I had a voiceover teacher that said that like, there's no way for you to predict what it is they're looking for in a voiceover actor for like an advertisement mm-hmm. because all you can do is sound like what the person who's making the commercial is envisioning in their head mm-hmm. and you have no idea what they're envi- like, you know what I mean? Uh, you have to sound like they're thinking mm-hmm. and you have no way of knowing what they're thinking. 
So like regardless of the fact that like they may have written down like we want, you know, a bubbly voice with this and this, you know, sounds like this. Right. But like if it's not – if the voice doesn't sound like what they've imagined in their head, yeah, you're not going to – you're not going to book it. Yeah, it's, it's definitely really difficult to interpret it. And then you get some people who are like so pissed that you didn't interpret their bizarre statement correctly. <laughs> it's just like mm. they just have no idea what it – takes to be a creative professional whatever it takes (laughs) i know i can make it through grace has gathered zoe and rasha at the dot to tell them that jonah might be trying to bang tonight (laughs) she shows zoe the list and she agrees that he's probably not getting a platypus oh damn grace is unsure what she wants but she doesn't really want to die a virgin Rasha thinks it might help her odds, though, because virgins are the only ones who survive in horror movies. Not wrong. (laughs) Rasha asks if they've done anything, and Grace says they've done some stuff. Did she say they or she? she said I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she said, have you done anything? And she says, I've done some stuff. Okay, because I was like, when I watched it, I was like, Grace, you don't know if you've done some stuff? Right. (laughs) And that's the thing is that I think it was weird because it was with Zoe. And then Zoe's the one that's like, well, it's different when it's with somebody that you actually love or whatever. Mm -hmm. So that's that was the very slight nuance that I Yeah, I did not think of that at all. Zoe said it's supposed to be mind-blowing when you're with somebody you love. See. But I'm like, not your first time. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Not for the girl. Like, generally not. It's just, like, awkward and potentially painful. Yeah. Like, maybe, like, the foreplay is amazing, but when you get down to it. It's got, like, yeah. I feel like unless (laughs) unless the guy is, like, really small, like, it's probably going to hurt and feel, like, yeah, you're. it's going to be a, you got to get used to it. Rasha points out the risks involved, but Grace totally has that covered. Tiny must have slipped her a shopping bag full of condoms when he overheard the conversation. She's just got one though. <laughs> so good luck, Jonah. Don't fuck it up. <laughs> right? I know. Yeah, especially for, well, I guess it's not his first time, but like for your first time. Yeah. You want a couple. Yeah, yeah. Just, Just in, in case. case one breaks or. Unless you've been practicing a lot. She also pulls out a Which banana maybe. and she's like, I know how it goes. <laughs> like this. Sue Johansson taught me. <laughs> Jonah walks in and she hides the condom, but he's got some fishing gear. Let's cross some stuff off that list. They're all like, oh. oh. <laughs> I just, I just, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know why fishing would be like a thing that she like wanted to try. I feel like she just like threw it out there and he yeah. took it really seriously. Yeah. She's like, I don't know. I've never been fish. Like basically like we were at the beginning, like, I don't know what's on my bucket list. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. And he was like, well, we're going to do that. So. Mm-hmm. Goldie and Winston gush over the podcast This American Life. Surprise that the other listens, because nobody does. <laughs> They're just both so lame. <laughs> Winston calls them a couple of old souls, and Goldie is into it. Yes. A couple of old souls. <laughs> they really, like, they're laying the flirting on thick. Mm-hmm. Like, it is a lot. Mm-hmm. She wants to take a bite of that chewy. Hey. <laughs> So Goldie eats a candy-dipped strawberry and starts to freak out. It's covered in pop rocks. She admits to being nervous, and Winston is like, oh, really? She explains that she's never been alone with a boy before. He offers to go if she's not comfortable, but she gets real comfortable and holds his hand. Mm. 
Well, she did just think her mouth was being electrocuted, so <laughs> I she's almost feeling died. a little bold. Yeah, right. I got to cross holding hands with a boy off my bucket list. Yep. <laughs> if I'm about to die from eating this chocolate-covered strawberry, <laughs> I might as well go out with a bang. I thought I was getting electrocuted. Like, what? I was like, Ow. bitch, calm down. Pop, really? Pop rocks? <laughs> what would a, how could a strawberry ever electrocute you? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I was like, Goldie, you're smarter than this. <laughs> so Winston questions if she's allowed to hold hands, but she's already breaking the rules, so at this point, she might as well. She tells him that she doesn't intend to marry him, but wouldn't rule it out. He tells her he likes her too. Uh, he Really, what he should be doing is being like, well, I've got to go. Right? That sounds crazy. We're in high school. Imagine being on, on your first date like, you know, I don't want to marry you, but. I mean. Maybe I We're going to be here. I guess I better say I might. I mean, I guess like not everybody, obviously, because a lot of people just date for fun. But like you go on dates sometimes like. Maybe I can marry this person, like, you know. I guess because if you think you're going to, well, yeah, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm. Like, if you're into marriage, you go on a date, like, maybe this person will be the person I marry. But, like, you don't say it. I, it <laughs> yes, I think it, but I've never said it. Do I think it on every first date? Yes, but I've never <laughs> said it out loud to a man. I'm not fucking crazy. They look into each other's eyes when Goldie's phone buzzes. Her parents are offering her a ride home and she's freaking out. Do they know? Mm. Winston doesn't think so, but she panics anyways. Rasha isn't there and she's supposed to be with her. Winston says they'll just grab an Uber and meet up with her before going home together. But, uh, there aren't any Ubers. Ben checks the subway, but it's been shut down due to a terrorist attack in Brussels. They don't get why they would shut it down, but Winston knows the shortcut. They can just walk home. Mm -mm -mm. I just, I, I wish that they were just better at lying and that she could have been like, mm -hmm. Rasha had to leave because she had to, you know, work on a group project or something. And, right. and I ran into Winston. Could he also get a ride home? Like, because right. I know him from school. You know what I mean? I'm like, come on. Yeah. Lie better. <laughs> Listen, she's a good girl. She doesn't lie. Also, I'm trying to imagine what is this like, what is this shortcut right? that Winston could have that shaves 15 minutes off that doesn't involve like walking through the woods <laughs> or something like they're in the fucking downtown square. Right. If it was, if that was the Degrassi case, Street. I feel like everybody would always walk that way. Like right. nobody intentionally goes 15 minutes out of their way if there's a direct right. route, but. He's like, it involves walking into this building, going up several flights of stairs and then walking out the front door and it just, right. cut, just cuts time. The terrorist attack in Brussels, that happened, didn't it? This is based on a real thing? Yeah, I think it might have. I feel like I remember. I mean, there have been... There have been a lot of terrorist attacks, so like I'm right. not positive, but I feel like I remember it happening. But also, I I could so I could understand why the subway system would be like down. But like in in terms of Ubers and Lyfts, I think they the prices would just be surging. Or like if you walked yeah. around, like you could find one eventually. You just have to keep tracking yeah. your app. I mean, I assumed like they just were in an area that nobody does uber but then like they're in where the fuck were they toronto <laughs> right yeah i'm like this doesn't make any sense there should they're not they're, out of the boonies yeah. like if they can walk home an uber would get them i don't know yeah whatever got problem <laughs> come on degrassi come on do better Maya paces back and forth in tristan's hospital room talking about how stupid the nerd squad's guidelines are 
Tristan stops her to draw her attention to the news report about the terrorist attack on TV. Maya is super triggered and needs to turn it off. She was obsessively watching stuff like this when she was spiraling into depression. Tristan tries to comfort her, but she's struggling with the fact that she's constantly getting triggered. Tristan tries to distract her and asks for her help. He does a dramatic reveal of an electric drum set by pulling a sheet off of it. <laughs> um, why would this be part of his rehab? <laughs> right? I've never, I've no ne- like, clue. color me, you know, stupid because I've never, i never known anybody who did this kind of rehab, but I'm like, I just can't imagine they'd be like, you need to learn how to play an instrument right? in order to like rehab your hands, yeah, which are no already clue. dexterous enough to type, so. yeah. It seemed like he was having more trouble walking, but uh, they didn't go that deep into all his issues, right. so maybe, but... They're like, but here, oh, you're having trouble walking? Put these sticks in your hands. <laughs> I don't know. I just love that he covered it with a sheet, so he'd be like, ta-da! Well, that's just Tristan, you know? <laughs> he actually had to ask for an extra bed sheet. <laughs> Listen, my friend doesn't want to do music, but I am going to trick her into it. Can I please have another sheet? Right. But yeah, so he tells her he's learning to drum as part of his rehab. I don't know. I like I related to Maya on this level, like of things being like super triggering that you're just like, what the fuck? Like, can I just live? Oh, yeah. So like since my mental health crisis I had and certain meds that I took that really fucked with my head and made me crazy anxious. I've had a hard time watching like horror movies and true crime. Hmm. Like it like mm. gives like makes me panicky and yeah. I I always loved that shit. I watched horror movies all the time. I loved true crime documentaries. I like mm-hmm. listened to the last podcast on the left. Like I was into that shit, but now I like I only watch it once in a while. Mm-hmm. And every time I'm like Ooh. what 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 (laughs) (laughs) well like i just like i have trouble watching it without like feeling panicky yeah no i (laughs) i understand the concept i just i don't know why you make (laughs) i sit there on the couch she's like what the fuck is wrong with you <laughs> but like I so I filter on this like that it's really frustrating to not be in like control of my reactions to things that like never bothered me before that suddenly it's like fuck I can't handle this right so I feel her I feel her yeah I mean I I think it's interesting that something I never necessarily thought about like before both my parents died just like mm. how much of a plot point dead parents are in so many mm-hmm. movies like yeah what is it about movies i'm like i don't feel like i know that many people with dead parents but like <laughs> apparently everybody who's ever written any movie is like well yeah. since your mom died and I'm like what why is this <laughs> like romantic comedies like you know what i mean mary kate and ashley yes <laughs> anything that's like that, that you like you're like oh this is gonna be a light fun thing it's yeah. always like well ever since your parents died in that car crash. And I'm like, oh my God, why? <laughs> I mean, it makes sense for me because part of that crisis I had had to do with the fact that so many people died in like mm, a yeah. four, three, maybe not even three year period in my life, like a very brief amount of time that like that definitely contributed to like, I just, mm-hmm. I checked out. And so 
it makes sense to me why suddenly, like, I see this stuff surrounding, like, murder and death. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'm like, oh, I can't do it. Like, I got to turn this off. I can only watch this stuff every once in a while. When, like, horror movies used to be, like, my go-to type of movie. That's so um, true. So I, that sucks. <laughs> like, people, like make fun of people for being triggered and I'm like and I used to when I was a shitty edgelord when I was like younger I used to make fun of the idea of being triggered and now I'm like damn I was a fucking asshole right (laughs) it's the it's a real thing yeah like nobody wants to be this way no (laughs) yeah I think it's kind of weird that Tristan like it's because basically what it kind of seems like he came up with this to help her right I just don't think Tristan is that caring of a person like yeah i don't know why he would take maya under his wing yeah i mean i i definitely mention it later in my notes of like tristan's being an oddly good and supportive friend right now yeah not checking out that's not like in his past character but like i mean i guess i can only assume that what he went through would hopefully change him is changing him maybe those maybe those blue colored glasses make him a (laughs) different person but it's like he the whole plot the whole friendship plot between him and Maya was that they were like besties yeah. until Zoe showed up and she was like the cool girl from mm. the TV show so he just fucking would ditch Maya and go hang out with Zoe and Zoe and Maya didn't get along so mm-hmm. like they've got history and it's not good the only thing I can think is what he went through suddenly he's like got perspective like I should be there for my friends oh maybe never been like that before yep nope <laughs> nope nope Grace is struggling with her fishing pole and Jonah offers to help. He shows her how to cast. He doesn't think she's having fun, but then she doesn't understand what the point of fishing even is. It's nothing. You just stand around waiting for fish that never come. So you talk instead. He wants to talk about the list. He doesn't think she should want to have sex with him. She takes it to mean he thinks she's slutty. But Jesus Christ, Grace, he's your boyfriend. Like, he doesn't think you're slutty. Right. She does look really cute. I'm like, I'm looking good, girl. If you were going <laughs> to get laid, you 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 made I yourself mean, look I real cute. I mean, I feel like if, if I was dealing with those, like, I might get laid from my bucket list, like, I'd go home and primp a little bit. Oh, yeah. For sure. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. It's more about not wanting it with him. He's the worst. And I agree. He's a bad dude. <laughs> She writes it off, but he goes on to explain why he's straight edge. Back when he used to do drugs, he got a 14-year-old girl pregnant and treated her like shit. I hope he was also 14. <laughs> I would assume because we've we've known... Okay, so say he's 17, 18 now. Yeah, he's been straight edge for a while, yeah. Yeah, so he had to have been 14 or 15, so... Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm like, when when was this plot point? Was this in a Degrassi movie and we missed it? Oh, no. It? Or this, this was... was just- I mean, this was... He was always straight edge since we've known him. Yeah, I'm so. like, I would have liked to have seen this plot, so I'm upset that we never saw it. Yeah, I do think it would have been an interesting character to introduce when he was do- doing drugs, because yeah. we've never had someone legitimately addicted to drugs before. Yeah, Degrassi, do better. <laughs> Anyways, Jonah is a daddy. <laughs> right? Hey. 
because of how he treated her, he's not even allowed to see the baby. And I'm like, this feels kind of extreme given that he's like not that person anymore, but also like they're legally allowed to keep him from the baby. He must have done something like really horrible. Yeah, I don't know. And like I would, yeah. Or they just were like, you can't see the baby. And he was yeah. like, all right. I don't want to be a dad anyway. My bad. I, I fucked up this. <laughs> Yeah, like, uh, that one's on me. Okay, it's all right. You can keep it and not let me see it. I understand. Yeah, I was I was just like, he must have done something terrible if if it's like, yeah, I can't see this baby. Yeah. I wonder if he has to pay child support. And maybe that's why he never paid for any dates. <laughs> it would make, it would check out. But Frankie didn't know that. Because he likes Grace better than he liked Frankie. Yeah, I mean, Frankie tried to have sex with him and he didn't tell her, so. No, exactly. So anyways, he had to put it out there before they could even consider having sex, but Grace is clearly uncomfortable. I know. It's weird because she's like, good talk. But it's like, you could have asked him some questions. Like, Mm. it's only a shitty conversation because he literally just like bared his soul to you (laughs) and you were like, fucking cool thanks for telling me <laughs> like you, you don't you don't have any questions about this like right. uh, yeah that's why it's a bad conversation grace come on yeah i mean it would it would kind of suck to like show up being like yeah i'm gonna lose my virginity oh you're a father <laughs> <laughs> whoa them talk about them fish are swimming hey wow okay <laughs> gotcha you're very very fertile got it okay <laughs> Goldie and Winston walk home as she stresses out about her parents getting mad at her. They start joking about how the eagles from Lord of the Rings need to come and scoop them up and get her home. But Winston reassures her that the route is quick enough to get her there in just in time. I okay. Really that sentence. <laughs> just then, some douchebag shouts at them, There's one of them now! They accuse her of being a terrorist too and tell her if she isn't, she needs to take her hijab off. She calls the terrorists murderers, not Muslims. And the woman claims that the Quran says it's okay to murder people. Winston whispers to her to just take off the hijab so they'll leave her alone. Oh my God. But she stands her ground. The Quran does not say that. I got it, Jesse. I finally figured it out. Yeah. The reason why this route shaves 15 minutes off, but (laughs) nobody takes it, is because they all know it's through, like, essentially Trump country of of Toronto. Right. And he's like, look, we might get hate crimed, but, like, I promise. You don't want to get yelled at by your parents. (laughs) No. We don't want to get you. We got to get you home on time, so we're just going to get, like, little, little baby hazed. Just a little bit, just a little teaser of a hate crime. And it'll be fine. You'll be home on time, though. So don't worry about it. And then when we get a little baby hate crimed, you'll fucking run your ass home. And let me tell you, that's going to shave 15 minutes off your route because you are running home (laughs) from these xenophobic racists. (laughs) And problem solved. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. It checks out. He's got all the plans. Uh huh. <laughs> he planted these two. He's like, I got it. Don't worry. She's 15 minutes off. Run, bitch, run. The couple tells her to listen to her boyfriend, but she says he is not her boyfriend. Mm-mm. The guy takes this as a cue to rip her hijab off. Winston tries to stop him, but another guy grabs him anyways. Goldie gets away and runs off calling them animals. So I was just uh, thinking it's incredibly timely seeing how it was just 9-11 
Did you see the meme going around the other day that was like totally ridiculous with people saying that they longed for 912 when the country came together as one? Oh my God, no, I didn't. I think I've unfollowed all those people. Well, I mean, I think someone may have posted it to one of like my political groups, like the gotcha. fuck is this? But like I saw it in a couple, like I think I saw it on Twitter and on Facebook, but it was always in the context of people being like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know who who posted it? was Kristen from Vanderpump Rules. She put it as her Instagram story. Oh, no. That's where I saw it one time, and everyone's like, what the fuck? Oh, my God. Are you serious? Wow. You just got outed as a racist, and you're posting this shit. Jesus (laughs) Christ. So, yeah, the whole thing is like, we're all like, dude, you completely overlook the fact that Muslims were harassed and physically attacked after 9-11 and blamed for the attack. Like, there's almost 2 billion Muslims in the world And U.S. citizens were like, three terrorists did this. They're all terrorists, you know? Yeah, yeah. And just like, it was so offensive. Like, it was so dangerous to be Muslim after 9-11. Yeah. And like, it still is. Like, people are still wicked Islamophobic. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, not quite as vocal about it as right after 9-11, but. Mm hmm So I thought it was like kind of interesting that we watched it just like a couple days after 9-11 and all these people were talking about that. It's just like, damn, <laughs> we timed this right. <laughs> yeah, right? Well, because I was, I this, the guy that I've been seeing, I made him watch Glow. Mm. And I don't know if you've watched it, but that's about the, the gorgeous ladies of wrestling. Yeah. It's a scripted show mm-hmm. and it takes place in the 80s. And so like they have... I'm, I can't, I don't think they've, because I'm re-watching it, but I've only yeah. ever watched it through once. But like one of the characters who, you know, if I had to just I guess what country she's from, I think India. I'm mm-hmm. not sure though. But like her character, because everybody's like a, a, a stereotype, right? Because right. it was the 80s and like yeah. that's what they did with wrestlers, you know, definitely specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, but they make her a terrorist. And I was like, huh, it's interesting. Like I think I know... I think because of the fact that I was born in 88, so what do I know about politics of the 80s? Right. I'm like, I guess I didn't realize that, like, people thought brown people were terrorists yeah. even in the 80s. But I guess because what, like, Sandstorm or... Sandstorm? No. Is that a fucking war or am I talking about a, song. a song, Sandstorm? <laughs> the techno song? Is the, was there a... Was there a was, no. Oh, my God. Hold am on. I thinking of the Gulf War? What am I thinking of? Sand, was, there, was there a war called Sandstorm? Am I? How embarrassing am I? Operation Desert Shield. There, please tell me there was Operation Desert, Desert Storm. Storm. I think <laughs> Desert Storm. Oh my god! Although then it says Sandstorm War Commander Wiki. Okay. Raven drones are offensive drones that emanate from the sandstorm. Okay. I would do that. <laughs> I would confuse sandstorm with desert storm. <laughs> this sounds like war. It's pretty quiet. <laughs> That's sandstorm. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, um basically anytime children have glow sticks yeah and they want to play with them i'm like only if we turn the lights off and i play sandstorm (laughs) and i do it every time every time a kid has a glow stick i'm like yep we're doing this get ready for sandstorm oh my god the glow stick dance yep i remember in high school they'd played at dances or they'd play some any techno really there was specifically one guy 
who would do the hand movements but wouldn't have glow sticks. Oh, no. Okay. I think I remember doing that too, but like as a joke. But like he was serious. Oh, man. <laughs> Just standing in the middle of the dance floor moving his hands. Oh, boy. Well, in other, in other 9-11 news, I also... I asked that gentleman to if I was like, "Do you want to do you want to be my boyfriend today? Because then our anniversary will be nine eleven, and we'll never forget." <laughs> and uh, I think he felt it was distasteful. So, anyways, <laughs> I'll continue to wait patiently. Maya laughs as Tristan epically fails at drumming. She teaches him how to hold the sticks fulcrum, as it's quicker and uses less energy. Tristan immediately does way better. <laughs> okay. Okay. Maya whips out her guitar and improvs a song about how Tristan peed in bedpans. He loves it. He tricked her into writing a song. And, okay, even if I was not just risen from a coma a month prior, <laughs> yeah. you couldn't teach me how to play drums in like 30 minutes. Right. <laughs> I, I have tried. You couldn't teach me how to fulcrum. Like I wouldn't, I would not know how to play drums all of a sudden. Just hold it like this and you'll be a master at drums. Oh. Like, yeah, no. I was pretty good at rock band drums on easy. Okay, well, that's a little different. <laughs> well, specifically to the song More Than a Feeling. Okay. I loved playing drums on that one. Well, I would like for you to post a video of you playing More Than a Feeling on those drums and be like, I'm Tristan. <laughs> but this time I'll hold them fulcrum and I will kill it. I was going to say. Oh, you're like, I can put it on hard now that I knew about fulcrum. <laughs> It'll feel <Wow>. so bad. <laughs> Maya writes it off as just for fun, but Tristan points out that it was fun for her. He understands that she feels like a failure, but he tells her how he had to fail many times to learn how to walk again. He insists she try again, and he's here to help. And I'm like, damn, Tristan, you're becoming a very good friend. You know, something <laughs> about these blue glasses. He's When you're not seeing the world through rose-colored glasses, apparently, your life changes. <laughs> Now I have more than a feeling stuck in my head. <laughs> I would prefer Sandstorm, but okay. Sorry, okay. I'm I gonna, just I just keep picturing the boy doing the hand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I had a crush on that boy. Oh no, yeah. Jesse! He had the bleach blonde mushroom oh, cut. In say no more, eye. fam. Say no I was more. Like, Ooh. <laughs> Wop, wop, you are Jinkos. Mm -hmm. Whoa. <laughs> Damn. Jesse, you didn't need to, wow, you didn't need to bring that up. Oh my God. I mean, it really should have stopped the crush when I saw him doing the hand thing, but. Oh no. You know, I really, I really like to bleach blonde mushroom cut. Like, that was the style. Yeah, Nick Carter. <laughs> Grace accuses Jonah of creating an elaborate excuse to not sleep with her, and he's outraged. Of course not. She's just as fucking crazy as Frankie. Right? <laughs> oh my God. Come on, Grace. Yeah, she's taking it like, really? You really think that he just made up a story about getting a 14-year-old girl pregnant like, to wow. not sleep with you? Talk about- <laughs> What? Oh my God. Oh my God. I Okay. <laughs> when and if I ever go on another first date, I am going to come up with a really elaborate reason to not fuck on the first date. <laughs> like When I was 14, this guy got me pregnant, and he was- on drugs <laughs> and I don't have the baby anymore my parents won't they won't 
But we see it. See the baby. <laughs> they, my parents took the baby. <laughs> but so you don't want to have sex with me. I'm messed up. <laughs> Is it gonna work? Is it gonna work? Can you ask uh, the dude you're dating if it's okay if you go on another first date? Just, just, just to do that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. He's pretty reasonable. I'm sure it'll be fine. <laughs> I'm sure he'll agree to that. It's for the podcast, all right? I need to do a little bit of research. Look, I know we said we were COVID exclusive because (laughs) it's not safe to be out here in these streets, but I'm not going to have sex with the guy because I got a great plan. I got a great story (laughs) as to why I can't have sex with this guy on the first date. And just I need to make sure it works. Now, if it doesn't work and I have sex on the first date, I'm really sorry. I'm I'm saying sorry now, (laughs) but I just need to test the theory. I really don't think it'll happen unless he's really lonely from COVID. So actually, maybe it will happen regardless. We'll see. I'll I'll, I'll report back. (laughs) Do I have any single friends I could try this on? Like have them go out into the world and do this? It's a bit of an ask for sure. (laughs) Because you are are basically saying that you're admitting that you don't want a second date because this is going to be quite a story that I can't imagine that the person's going to be like, yeah. I want to see you again like you know <laughs> it's a bit of a stretch you just have to pick someone that you're not interested in anyways like. well or you could try it with a guy <laughs> yeah. you have a guy tell the girl like tell right. the, have the guy tell True. jonah's story if she's trying to get it in on the first date and he's like listen <laughs> you don't want to fuck me i'm messed up <laughs> and it's gonna be really fucking weird because i assume most of your friends are like in their late 20s early 30s oh yeah and so it's gonna be like, i got this girl <laughs> pregnant when i was 14 <laughs> I haven't had sex since. Oh, no. no, 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 no. I'm sorry. Jonah never said how old he was. Yeah. No. So Which he's going to say, I got a 14-year-old pregnant, <laughs> and it's going to be, it's going to go extra bad <laughs> if you get a dude to do. Okay. Wow. We didn't think about this in adult terms, but it sounds really bad if the guy does it. The guy he's definitely Jonah's messed story. up. <laughs> he's memorized Jonah's monologue about it. Right. As an I'm adult. Messed I'm messed up. <laughs> He acts the shit out of this scene. Listen, he's got his curls out, so that's how you know he's serious. (laughs) All right, so he explains that he is actually opening up to the idea of sleeping with her after he cut himself off, but he only wants to do it with someone he knew really, really well. He decides to get to know her better by sharing some totally irrelevant story about shoplifting a Snickers bar. Well, now we can sleep together, obviously. Well, yep, here we go. (laughs) You know me so well. The condom is already on your penis. Let's do this. Grace tells him about the elephant-shaped birthmark on her butt. (laughs) And I'm like, where are you guys coming up with this shit? Also, that's going to be a large and in-charge birthmark. (laughs) It'll be shit like a whole-ass elephant. He likes elephants, so she's just trying to speed up the process. Like, you right? want to see this birthmark, man. Right? He's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. El- I know. Elephants are one of those animals that like when I'm babysitting children and I'm like, what What sound does a dog make? And they're like, woof. And then like, you know what I mean? It comes along to the elephant and you're like, oh, fuck, I got to try. Okay. <laughs> like, no, that's right. <laughs> yeah. And anyways, I've... I've tested out quite a few Mm -hmm. uh, elephant noises and then they never come out right. So Jonah tells her that he wet the bed till he was nine. Like, you can keep that to yourself. And then just (laughs) five years later, got a girl pregnant. (laughs) He was messed up. He was on drugs. He just started doing drugs because of the bedwetting. He felt like he was just abnormal. So he started doing coke. (laughs) 
to keep himself awake because he didn't want to pee the oh bed while he was asleep. Yeah. And the coke led mm. to heroin. Then the heroin led to meth. It, yeah. it was it was all a slippery slope. And then he got to go pregnant. <laughs> see, they shouldn't leave these backstories up to us. They really should just. I want to see the backstory so I know what happened. I don't. I clearly when I make it up, it's not good. I mean, I want Degrassi to go all the all the way back to when you're nine and winning the bed, <laughs> like a flashback <laughs> episode. So just then, Grace gets a bite, but the fish gets away. They giggle, and Jonah gives her a longing stare, pushes her hair behind her ear, and gives her a big old smooch. Oh, hell yeah. That's when you know. <laughs> She's pregnant. Just from that smooch. He's that fertile. Hell yeah. <laughs> Goldie walks into her house completely disheveled and crying. Her dad asks her what's wrong. She rushes to hug him and tell him that she was attacked. She doesn't know who it was, but she managed to run away. He doesn't understand how she got attacked because she had a ride, but she confesses that she lied and she was out with Winston. It's just so funny because like, I don't think like, why would your dad, I don't think that's the, the thing that would be, that would be said. Mm -hmm. Like, cause you could have still gotten jumped like on your way to the car or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's just, oh, I thought you had a ride. <laughs> she blames herself, but that's not important to him right now. It wasn't her fault. Aww. He's going to call the police and Goldie breaks down. It's so Aww. sad. I felt so bad for Goldie. Yeah, like it makes me feel awful that she like even entertained the idea that like she got hate crimed because she was hanging out with a boy. Right. Like that, I'm like, come on, Goldie, that's not a just God. Like right. that's not, I. that's not fair. Mm -hmm. That shouldn't be that, like why would you, why would you want to believe in that if that's what you thought was really happening? Like yeah. you're getting harassed like that because you touched a boy's hand like oh. that's not right poor goldie because yeah she totally lost that hijab right right that one got left behind in the dust mm -hmm. and like i mean she's so in like intense about like you can't see me without this and for like it to get forced upon her right she has to run all the way home without it it's like fuck right like i think because i think that's the reason why she ran at that point mm -hmm. because like I feel like even, I don't know, I, I feel like that was, you know what I mean? Because it was off her head. Mm -hmm. So she was like, oh no, these are men that are not my family. Like, I, they can't see me like this. Yeah. You know. Zoe is in Grace's room watching the news on the big TV when Grace comes home. Zoe asks if she knows about the attack, but she only heard about it on the way home. They were out of range. What do you, what do you think Grace's mom does for a living? That she's a single parent with a very sick child and they have like a guest bedroom. With a TV in it. With, they both have TVs, but Grace yeah. is the bigger TV. <laughs> yeah, I'm know. like, this is a pretty comfy life. Zoe is confused. They've been fishing this whole time. Grace is all, yeah, fishing. It does take a long time to catch a fucking fish, so. Zoe is like, dish girl. Mm. Grace explains that they didn't do it, but they talked about doing it. Zoe asks if she's ready, but Grace thinks they'll probably hold off for prom night. Zoe points out that that's corny as fuck, Basic but bitch. Grace is giddy, right? Her and Jonah have been putting off living in a lot of ways, and it's time they started enjoying normie shit. She throws a pillow at Zoe in an attempt to cross one more thing off her bucket list. A pillow fight. Hey, They have to get down to their skibbies, though. That's how it works. <laughs> they giggle the night away. And then Zoe gives her an orgasm. <laughs> Listen, he didn't cross us off. You might get a lung tomorrow. Yo. I'll try harder this like, time. Like, what if, <laughs> Zoe, what if I die tomorrow? Can you just, 
just do me a solid thanks. <laughs> I was going to say that I, my high school boyfriend and I, we discussed like doing it on prom night, mm-hmm. but like we ended up doing it sooner than prom. So we, yeah. didn't, we didn't wait until prom night, but it actually made sense because we ended up having like, there was like a group of us that went together in the same limo. Mm-hmm. And then like we all went back to his family's house. And so like we had like a co-ed sleepover just like in the living room. Ooh. So like. It wouldn't have been ideal to lose our virginities no. that night because we had a bunch of friends with us. <laughs> but the scandal, you can handle the scandal, <laughs> that we were all like, what is happening? So my high school boyfriend has an older brother, as what, like just like I do, who is like yeah. six, five, six mm-hmm. years older than him. So we were all like 17 because this was right. junior year that we had prom. And a girl... That I really like. I mean, her and I are still like, we still chat a little bit. Hopefully she doesn't listen. Her and I still chat a little bit on the internet every now and again. Um, And I've seen her since graduating. Mm-hmm. But like she was dating his brother who was like. She was your oh, age. 23. Mm-hmm. And she came over after prom and we were all like, oh my God, she's in our grade. What is she? She's hanging out with your brother. Like he's an adult. Like what's happening? Ew. Yeah. Yeah. If you worked at if you worked at Domino's, you were getting a little you were getting a little slice oh, of God. his brother for sure. Yeah, I I'm glad that more people nowadays are talking about how disgusting that is for like dudes in their 20s or above to yeah like, date quote unquote like yeah 16 17 yeah. even like 18 year olds is like. Yeah, because they did, they were dating, and then, and mm-hmm. I know we all were kind of like, um, what? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I remember being younger and, like, thinking it was weird, but not right. realizing how gross it was right. of a grown man to be yeah. like, this is my girlfriend and she's 16. Like, exactly. I judge, I judge him, not her, you know? Right. Like, yeah. Dude, I mean, I'm sure he was like, you're so mature. Right. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm fucking sure. Yeah. You don't act like you're 17. Right. I do still talk to her every now and again. Like, I wonder if it would be weird to be like, Hey, so what, what was it? What, what the fuck? Like, what was that? Ugh. I remember being like, eh, like 19 or 20, or, you know, like early, you know, still pretty young, but graduated. Yeah. And knowing this guy, maybe a little bit older than me, and he was date dating. Quote unquote. Uh, dating a like 15 or 16 year old. Yikes. He was definitely in his 20s. And I feel horrible about the fact that I was like 20 or something like that. And I made fun of her. Because uh, she was like, you know, immature. She was a fucking teenager. Right. And she said like wicked dumb shit on MySpace yeah, cause she about was a him. kid. But then like years later when I was like, oh, you know, when it really clicked for me how fucked up it is for yeah. like guys in their 20s to do that. I was like, ooh, I was an asshole. Do you remember there was like a show? I think it was the same show we went to where we took the Cousins for Life photo (laughs) in Nashua. Okay. Oh. Yeah, there was like one of the guys in the band was hitting on me. Yeah. And I was like, he asked me something and I was like, I'm 16. And he was like, (gasps) oh. But that didn't fucking stop him yeah. from like continuously messaging me on MySpace Ew. and like wanted to hang out. Yeah. And I remember being like, wow, this is so cool. Like he's in a band. Yeah. Wow. Like, yeah. This guy was also in a band. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, it's become very clear in recent years how many guys in bands Oh god, right. were total predators. Like yep. they had these teenage fans and they were in their 20s and mm. they went for them and they sure did. and nobody and and these teenagers like felt special because this guy in a band was interested in them and like this dates back decades this has always been going on like oh yeah we're talking about elvis presley and his child bride what are you talking about there's this disgusting documentary that was on vh1 like years ago called let's spend the night together and it was at back in like the 70s there were like what were they called like it was like a group of teenagers that were sleeping with these grown-up you know musicians musicians that people like Mm -hmm. revere you know like Like really love like classic rock musicians yeah and these teenagers who they preyed on but they looked back they're like old ladies now and they're looking back on it like fondly and like it was romantic and I like I watched it initially, didn't think that much of it, but then like I yeah. thought about it down the line and I was like, that was a fucking disgusting documentary. Yeah. Like, like what the fuck? They're like so proud of the fact that these old like these older guys preyed on them. Like yeah. Jesus Christ. And there are a lot of like modern like modern bands like that people are like canceling on the basis that like Someone in the band yeah. went after teenagers. And I'm like, well, you also got to cancel a lot of classic rock. Yep. Yep. Just throwing that out there. Like, this is not a new problem. You know who, who I bet will survive all of this? Mm. Nickelback. <laughs> Nobody wanted them. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no one, Get out of here, Chad Chad Kroger, Kroger thought I was special. Like, no. <laughs> No, I mean, I'm sure. Right, Chad Kroger is the only fucking musician who couldn't pull teenage girls. (laughs) They're like, yeah, we're good. We're all set. (laughs) But I mean, I think back to when I was a teenager and if some 23-year-old musician I liked would have hit on me, I would have been like, sweet. So Right, yeah, no, no, same. And it would have been his responsibility to be like, that's not cool. And do we trust men? No. (laughs) The nerd squad are gathered around the TV watching the news when Maya arrives. Hunter and Baz try to figure out what kind of guns the cops are armed with, and Lola is all, what the fuck? How do you know that? (laughs) Video games! Video games! You dumb bitch! (laughs) Maya wants to show them the new theme song, but they don't think it's appropriate given the news. (laughs) Maya insists. (laughs) What? I don't really know that. I don't really know that, like, teenagers in high school would be like, you know... No. There's a lot of shit going on in the world that I just can't. No, Maya, it's it's not appropriate. There is a terrorist attack. I don't know if you Brussels saw. And what? <laughs> you heard the news. Is we're all taking a moment of silence, Maya. <laughs> if you could just please show yourself out. Yeah, I don't I don't know that I would have been focused on this news report as a teen, but you know, whatever. Everyone at Degrassi is like, fuck. Mm-hmm. So Maya insists it's the best time and shuts off the TV. She starts to pass out percussion instruments despite hesitation from the group. Maya insists everyone is musical and starts hitting a tambourine. She encourages them to join her and they are feeling it. Oh, oh, <laughs> like, oh, ooh. I got the rhythm. Ooh, did somebody order more cowbell? Ooh, here I come. 
Awesome. She starts singing a bunch of words that rhyme with all inclusive and the squad is like, hell yeah. I know. I was like, okay, this theme song is like straight out of fucking Sesame Street. And like, what are they talking about? They're elusive. Mm -hmm. What? Uh, Am I not sure what the word elusive means? I don't know that they're elusive. (laughs) She also said effusive. Unobtrusive and abusive exactly i was like walking around the house like we're inclusive and abusive mm-hmm. <laughs> which is true yeah okay i'm pretty sure she said effusive and according to the dictionary it says expressing feelings of gratitude pleasure or approval that's what they think they are in an unrestrained or heartfelt manner now look up elusive <laughs> i feel like a dumbass not knowing how to define these words but Deceptive, illusionary. Oh. They are deceptive. I swear. They are elusively effusive. Okay, that doesn't make any sense, but okay. Unobtrusive. Unintrusive, yeah. Rights inclusive. No, that's cursive, sorry. Rights inclusive. I don't know. Anyways, yes, everything rhymed with all inclusive. And it's just like, what? Okay. And they were just like, this fucking slaps, Maya. You fucking killed it. They had a blast. What a fucking bop. Should we practice this round? Hell no. We're going to fucking record it right now. (laughs) PJ is just like, I've heard enough. Let's record. That was fucking, that was a banger, Maya. Someone grab the lights. (laughs) Seriously. Get my fucking circle lamp. We're doing it right now. We don't need to practice rounds, which are really hard to sing. We're going to fucking do it. We're going to kill it. We're going to nail it. I got my tambourine. Let's fucking do this. And the funny thing about it is like when they sung along, they did that kind of hesitant like. But then they realized it was going to rhyme. But they didn't like sing it out they were like very hesitant and like he's like well let's just record it now like no you need practice you need to figure this one out it slaps (laughs) as is so yael thanks maya she needed to lighten the mood. (laughs) If there's anything (laughs) that can tear you away from the news about a terrorist attack, it's singing that song. (laughs) Yo, every time another school shooting happens, if somebody puts a tambourine in my hand, I'm like, this is what I needed. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, my God. (laughs) Honestly, I might add a chef's kiss just for this scene because it was pretty fucking hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Goldie stares at her phone and her PJs when Rasha sits next to her and lets her know that her phone isn't on. Rasha asks if she's okay and Goldie tells her she's shaken up but she'll be okay. She's worried about how she left things with Winston. She told him that she's okay and it turns out more Muslims were attacked but she doesn't know what to say from there. She's upset that he sided with them and thinks there's bigger stuff going on in the world that she has to deal with, so she can't focus on getting to know him more. Winston FaceTimes her, so she puts on her hijab and answers. He apologizes for not fighting those guys off, but she reassures him that he shouldn't have. Can you imagine if Winston tried to fucking (laughs) fight these dudes in a fist fight? This guy is twice his size and another Oh, my God. And some, like, scrappy woman. Winston. (laughs) He'd get taken out. Winston would be no more. It would be like, R.I.P. Winston Chu. (laughs) 
I mean, he even tried to like stop them, and that one guy just like pushed him into like a fruit basket. Just, like, I swear to God, he no. was like in a fucking tray of fruits. And was yeah. Like, oh. There was zero effort. He's just like, get the fuck out of here. Like, he swatted him <laughs> he like He was a like, fly. Winston, talk to the hand. And Winston was like, oh! He flew back into a fucking box of fruits. She also tells him that they shouldn't hang out. She's going to resign from prom committee and start a Muslim Students Association. She needs to be here for her feather... Feather? <laughs> her feathered Muslims. This. She knows a lot of birds that are Muslim. My fine feathered Muslims. <laughs> Anyways, she needs to be there for her fellow Muslim students. They're both sad as they end the call. And that's the end. That's sad that, like, I don't know, like, she's trying to really opening up to this guy and all this stuff. But at the same time, she's, like, so conflicted about it. So, like, maybe it is for the best for her. Mm -hmm. The truth is... She knows Winston's not endgame. Like, she might like Winston, Aww. but she does. She knows. She's like, I'm not going to marry this fucker. They have really good chemistry. They do. Like, they like the same nerdy shit and mm-hmm. laugh at this, laugh at each other's stupid jokes. And, like, yeah. re- they flirt really hard. <laughs> they do. So, what you're saying is when I write my fan fiction. <laughs> They're I should make married. them they're gonna be they're gonna end up together. Definitely. I don't I don't think the fans would have a problem with that. Like they did um Spinner and Emma, which comes up in the Degrassi group oh, once a day. Time. <laughs> Ooh. This might be an unpopular opinion, but I don't think that Spinner and Emma should have got married. She was meant for Sean. Did anyone else cry when JT <laughs> died, or was it just me? Am I weird? Am I a freak? Oh my god, that post today that you I saw you commented on, it had so many periods yeah. and it was like Yeah. <laughs> does anyone think period Manny and Craig Manny shouldn't have done that. Like like there were so many periods and weird spots. I, I was like, what is she talking about? Why did she put a period after like every 3 words? <laughs> That didn't make a sentence. No, absolutely. And she was just like, it's all Manny's fault. She threw herself at Craig. Da, da, da. Like, okay, but Craig was the one in the relationship. Uh, mm-hmm. They both sucked, but right. Craig like, was the one with what the responsibility Manny did, to Exactly. What Manny did wasn't right, but like Craig's more at fault here than Manny, really, truly. Anyway. But anyways, no, that post was fucking hilarious. <laughs> I was, I, I was going to screenshot it and send it to you, and then I realized you commented. I was like, oh, good. Okay, great. <laughs> oh, my God. Or what was it? The, oh, my God. The, what was the post the other day that, like, somebody, I can't remember what it was about, but, like, you commented about, like, sexism or something like that. Yeah. And then somebody's post yeah. okay. was like, this happened to me. And you were like, what the fuck are you talking about? Because it was like, oh, yeah. What? <laughs> like they, what they said happened had nothing to do with the original post. Oh yeah, no, it was about racism. Oh right, right, right. Because okay, okay, <laughs> yeah. it was something about racism, and you were like explaining racism. But then this girl commented, and she was like, "Oh my god!" So when a black family yells at me because I'm white and I'm just trying yeah. to push my cart at Walmart, that's not racism. <laughs> and you were like, "What?" <laughs> like in my mind. <laughs> Yeah, because I like read it and I was like, did this woman have a stroke? What is she talking about? When it's just me and my baby, 
in the cart at Walmart. They're not racist. It was like, what? What are you talking about? Yeah, no, I gotta find it. I gotta find one the other day. I liked Hunter. I felt bad for him. He recognized his weaknesses and tried to make himself better. Then he moved to Boston. His mother died, so his father moved him to rural what? Ontario and currently what? lives in an abandoned aquarium. And then they that go. so fucking go, funny because. Wait, I'm confusing two different shows. Yeah, it was like, wait, what? I was like, when did that happen? <laughs> oh, my God. Is this your fan fiction that you think it actually oh, happened? Wait. Okay, hold oh on. Oh, my God. I'm going to find it because I just searched you. It was about, like, it was about, like, does anyone, you think Frankie's really racist? Right, yeah. Okay, okay, wait, 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 wait. I found it, I found it, I found it. I found it. I found it. Okay. okay. So somebody posted a picture of Frankie and they were like, so is she racist or what? Right. And you yeah. were talking about like, she's very white privileged and this, that, and the third. I mean, I'm not, your, your, your post is long and like, you know, got like 10 reactions. So this woman responded to you and says, <laughs> so was I racist when a black lady told my mother and me to go back to our country? <laughs> oh, Wait. Only white people can be racist. My bad. I forgot. Must have been because I was nine months pregnant and without <laughs> words. Just eyes. Demanded I pick up crap so she could push her cart. <laughs> what? And you just said, what the fuck are you talking about? Um, it was so good. Yeah, I that group. Oh my god! Yeah. Like, <laughs> must have been because I was nine months pregnant and without words, just eyes. That's gonna be oh, Chris, my. I'm crying. That's my go-to from now on. <laughs> I'm not racist. I was nine months Listen. pregnant and without words, just eyes. And that's the get out of jail free card. You can't oh, no. be racist if you're nine months pregnant without words, just eyes. Oh, no. Dem and demanded I pick up crap so she could push her cart. What, you, what, <laughs> what, what are you talking have, about? Like, well, I'm, just, I'm, in, I'm imagining they oh, were at no. Walmart. It had to be, yeah. right? Like, did she have oh, all of her shit? sprawled all over the the aisle <laughs> she's Walmart. like i gotta take everything off this shelf. i gotta take all the milk off the shelf to get the very last one so it was just all over the floor she's a milkmaid so, well she yeah and some black woman came up and like can you get this shit off the floor and she's like i'm nine months pregnant and without words but she didn't say it out loud she didn't say that she thought it and so she just looked at her and said it through her eyes and the chick's like you're racist I'd like to imagine it's even more deep than that, that she had like a bunch of British flags all over the floor and this woman was just trying to grocery shop and she was like, why do you have all these British flags? We're on the, all over the place. Like I'm trying to push my cart. And the woman was like, I'm British. And she was like, you need to go back to your country and get these flags off the, off the ground. <laughs> but the woman couldn't express that because she was nine months pregnant without words, just eyes. So I don't. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. That group is like annoying as hell because it's like the same fucking pose over and over and over again. But sometimes you're like, oh my God, this is the funniest thing. <laughs> Wait, and then she did. Okay, because I just scrolled down and she did then come back with 
My daughter's best friends are black. <laughs> White people are not all racist. But I can point you in the direction of plenty of black racists. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. And yet, okay, then you said, you can do racist things without completely hating black people. I have black friends is not a magical get out of being called on your racism free card. <laughs> and then this woman said, no, it's not at all. I agree with that 100%. Okay. <laughs> she so in the end, Jesse, she you came got her around. to come back. Listen, she came around and she was like, "Nah, you're right. I am racist, I even though I have black friends. I know, even though my daughter has black friends, mm-hmm. she doesn't. She doesn't. Um, but the moral of the oh, story no. is that baby that she was nine months pregnant with, she's been holding this grudge for a really long time. Came out and now has best friends that are black. And I think it's because in the womb, they remembered. <laughs> I'm going to heal the racial divide. Sure. When I get shit. black friends in elementary school. My mom seems to have a problem. I can sense it from in the womb. I'm going to fix it. I'm going to cure it. <laughs> I've got black friends. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, that was a fucking doozy. <laughs> oh, boy. Everyone's probably listening. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Everybody join the Facebook group, Degrassi fans. It's really <laughs> dumb, and everyone says the same thing over and over again. But there are a lot of oh, really stupid people. Oh, the gems! That make you laugh. The gems that come out of it. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> Anyways, all right. So, how, how many chef's kisses did you get? It? I'm struggling because I always like want to give it an amount based off how funny it was but really this isn't a show that's just funny no i didn't i know i didn't get i i really was holding back because i didn't know i was like i don't know how to feel about this episode i guess ultimately maybe i give it four out of five i originally gave it three but i did say i'd give it one more based off that last scene there with okay the- i was gonna say i was only thinking like <laughs> 2.5 chef's kisses oh, wow. i was like really lower in the bar yeah I want to give it an extra chef's kiss for the woman that had no words, just eyes. <laughs> she was part of this episode. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But anyways. I think it was good because it like tackled some important subject matter. True. Specifically with Goldie showing like how it affects Muslim citizens when something like that happens. You know, that people just kind of like don't even care about that. Yeah. They get harassed and attacked. Yeah, I don't think they tackle that a lot on teen dramas, so that is a good thing. Yeah. yeah. And I do like seeing her stories in general because, yeah, she's not like Muslim people are not heavily represented in media. So, yeah. Yeah. So true. Okay. 3.5 chef's kisses. I liked that. And then Grace and Jonah. Yeah. Whatever. Just don't. Jonah just sucks. And I, I like that Grace is like happy, but with Jonah. Yeah. Question mark. Like question mark. Question mark. But. I was happy to see, like, she decided to live a little. Yeah. Get fucked, girl. <laughs> get it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to ease up on Maya because every time she has a storyline, I'm like, I relate to that, actually. <laughs> so what you're saying is you hate Maya because you hate yourself. That's it. That's yep. it. Yep. Wow. But actually, oddly enough, on the Degrassi fans group. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> today. Oh boy. Today, yeah, 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 after yeah. after I wrote my notes and was like, you know what, I relate to Maya, but I don't really like her. Someone made a post about how people don't like Maya, and I was mm. like, I was like, honestly, why don't I like Maya? 
I relate to her so much, mm. like with her mental illness, with her harassment, like gender-based mm-hmm. harassment, her dealing with men- like other people's deaths. And mm-hmm. like, damn, you know, like I have gone through a lot of the same things. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it's her music. I hate her yeah, music. I, you know, and <laughs> like, I don't necessarily hate all of her music. Some of them, some of them I can down with. This, this uh, all-intrusive, unobtrusive all inclusive. Yeah, no. I don't get down <laughs> with that, but there's some been some songs that I've been into. Yeah. All right. Well, that's the episode. What that are we is... talking about next week? Well, next week we're talking about season 4, episode 5, hashtag #preach. Okay. Yep. <laughs> yep. So how is it not going to relate to that title next week? I don't know. I hope I hope Grace sees God. A a a all right. Do you have any social media to plug? I don't know. I'm conflicted. Yeah. Because, well, I had a bit of an internet stalker. What? Mm-hmm. Yep. This guy messaged, and this happened like the beginning of the year. He messaged me on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I didn't respond. And then I'll, when then I randomly got a text message, and I was like, it was like, is this Carly? And I was like, yeah. And then he was like, it's me. And I was like, oh, my, what the fuck? Like, I don't know you. Stop it. I was like, how'd you get this number? And he was like, I've, I Googled it. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. And then he found me on Instagram. Oh, my God. And yeah. So I've been having a lot of conversations about internet privacy and how <laughs> my name, I shouldn't have my name be my my thing. Right. But it literally says the beginning of the podcast. And I'm Carly Jo Gear, also a host. Yeah. So I, I'm kind of fucked. But anyways. I mean, in the context of... Putting yourself out there in this way, you generally say your names. So. Have to. All right. Follow me at Carly Joe Gear, but only if you're not a creep. Okay. Mm, he's probably going to rate us really low. Like, this bitch blocked me on Facebook and Instagram. Right. Can you imagine if he lit one he, This star. man listened to two <laughs> fucking hours of me just to get to the. He being like, you're a creep. Don't do that. I don't like it. <laughs> oh, no. So I mean, block him everywhere, Jesus Christ. No, I did. I did already, so. Yeah, no stalkers, please. Just nice people who like to grass you. Thanks. <laughs> and you can find me on Twitter at Jesse and on Instagram at Monday Night Rar. And you can find us across the board at A Social Disease. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. And once again, we're your hosts, Jesse Mack and Carly Joe Gear. And this has been a social disease podcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs>